Hello and welcome to Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade and today we're going to talk about the Atari Video Computer System. <clears throat> Hello and we're back. I'm your host Joel McLaughlin and <clears throat> today's topic, um, sorry for, first off, before I go into the topic, I just want to apologize for missing a couple weeks. It's just been with Easter last weekend, and it's just been a crazy time in my life. I had uh, We lost another person at work, so work's been kind of intense. But that doesn't mean we don't have time to talk about arcade games. Or in the case of today's topic, we're going to talk about the Atari Video Computer System. Okay, Atari, let's see your best pitch. You're out, Rose. I quit soccer to play Atari. You need more practice, Haley. You can't keep me in here, Atari. The Atari Video Computer System is 20 cartridges with 1,300 game variations you play on your own TV set. Don't just watch television tonight. Play it. <clears throat> yes, the Atari Video Computer System. Uh, technically, it came out in the late 70s, specifically 1978. However, anybody who's anybody in the 80s had this system. This was the first popular system. That's I'll say that. Um... The Atari Video uh, Computer System was introduced September uh, 11th, 1977 by Atari Incorporated. Uh, it was uh, a very uh, familiar system to those of us growing up in the 80s. And probably one of the... It was probably the first one that uh, anybody... Uh, I don't want to say late 40s, mid to late 40s probably played it was originally the uh <clears throat> game system in the future uh when uh they started adding systems to their lineup uh atari then rebranded this the atari 2600 it's actually the exact same system they also all played the same games and uh it was the one everyone grew up with uh why am I talking about that uh, when the name of the show is Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade? Well, what did we do when we couldn't go to the arcade? We played games at home, all right? Um, and that's how, how, how game systems like uh, this started to in, in the se late 70s. This is how it started. The Atari came out, and then Coleco, and television, so on and so on, and all the way up to today's systems like the PlayStation 5. Now, the Atari 2600 is one of, the, one of the first and the most popular systems at the time. But it wasn't the first system that actually came uh, with swappable game cartridges. Um, that was the Fairchild Channel F, which came out the year before this. However, uh, the VCS uh, was the one that everyone bought. Uh, hardly anybody heard about the Fairchild Channel F. Um, I knew about it, um, but not very many did. Uh, the VCS itself was bundled with two joystick controllers and a conjoined pair of paddle controllers 
in a game cartridge. The very first game cartridge that shipped with the, the video computer system and later the 2600 was Combat. Well, later on down the road, uh, they brought out Pac-Man for the Atari 2600. And uh, here, let's 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 just play a little bit of uh, the Pac-Man sound effects, and you'll kind of see what I mean. sound effects from Pac-Man. It wasn't very good. It's probably one of the worst ports um, that they had on the system. And this was actually one, of, not one of their first games. So uh, the, <clears throat> the Atari VCS launched in 1977 with nine simple low-resolution games and two-kilobyte cartridges. The system's killer application was the home conversion of Tatio's arcade game Space Invaders in 1980. The VCS became wildly successful, leading to the creation of Activision and other third-party game developers, uh, as well as competition from home console manufacturers Mattel and Coleco. By the end of its primary life cycle in 1983-84, games for the 2600 were using more than four times the ROM of the launch games, with significantly more advanced visuals and gameplay and the system than the system was designed for, such as Activision's Pitfall, which is one of the greatest games for the system. Atari uh, invested heavily into two licensed games, Pac-Man and E.T. the Extraterrestrial, which uh, there's a lot of people that say that was one of the worst games that Atari ever brought out for the system. I actually liked the game. I think we had it. I'm trying to remember. I know I've played it. Uh, but both those games were released in 1982. Pac-Man became the system's biggest selling game, but the poor quality of the conversion contributed to a loss of consumer confidence in the console. E.T. rushed to market for the holiday shopping season, was critically panned, and the com a commercial failure. Both games and a glut of low-quality and third-party releases are frequently cited as the factors in ending Atari's relevance in the console market. Uh, <clears throat> So basically, 1983 was the video game crash. Uh, Warner sold Atari's home division to Commodore CEO Jack Trammell in 1984. 1986, the new Atari Corporation under Trammell released a lower-cost version of the 2600 and a backward-compatible version called the Atari 7800, which we'll talk about in, in a later episode. But it was Nintendo that led to recovery of the industry with its 1985 launch of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Production of the Atari 2600 ended on January 1st, 1992, with an estimated 30 million units sold across its lifetime. So um, the codename for the system uh, under development uh, was Stella, and it used a 8-bit MOS technology 6507 chip running at 1.19 megahertz. It had 128 bytes of RAM and a graphics chip they called the Television Interface Adapter. Uh, the controller input uh, inputs that we already talked about, some of those, what the main one was the joystick, the classic joystick, paddles, 
they also had a driving version of the paddle, which basically spun all the way around and didn't have uh, uh, stops on either side. They also had a key uh, keypad, which was used for games like Star Raiders and a trackball. So after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about the system. Genie, hold on. Mom and Dad said I could play Yars Revenge. Revenge? Who's getting even with who? You'll see. Yars Revenge <laughs> is a video game cartridge you have to buy separately to play on the Atari video computer system. Your parents hook it up to the TV. Now you're supposed to be Yars, fighting a bad coach <laughs> You got him, Genie. Can I stay up late? Good night, Steven. This is the Atari Video Computer System. Yours Revenge and other video game cartridges are each sold separately. All right. Welcome back. So let's talk a little bit more about the 2600 slash video computer system. Um, one interesting tidbit of the Atari system was that this system wasn't just sold uh, by Atari. Uh, Sears brought out their own version of it, which is identical to the original system. It was, uh, I believe, trying to find the name of the Sears version. Um, but the Sears, Sears version, it was just really so much, it was identical. I mean, there was just no difference between the two. Um, no, not uh, the Sears version was the Sears Video Arcade, and the system was it, it was just a it was a fun system too. It was the same system. It was just a rebranded version of it, uh, and um, the video game line that used the Atari uh, twenty six hundred slash Sears Video Arcade was uh, called Telegames. Uh, and a lot of times they would bring out um, a telegames version of the same game in very many, very many uh, instances. So, uh, but the one, uh, let's talk about the packing game, uh, the first packing game. Uh, we already talked a little bit about the second one. The first packing game was combat. And combat was a game where basically uh, you started out as a tank uh, and it could be one to many players. Uh and it was just a fun game. I love playing that game. It was one of the, my favorite games. And everyone had it, so everyone got really good at it. Um, but then um, later on down the road, as the VCS came, became popular, other companies, we mentioned it in, in the first segment, other companies started making games for the system other than Atari. Uh, Activision was a company that started as a result of the 2600. Activision's games, uh, the the biggest game that uh, everyone remembers from Activision was Pitfall. Uh, Pitfall, where you were Pitfall Harry, and you were jumping over pits with a rope. There was a scorpion underground, and on top you had to jump over logs and stuff and go from. Basically, it was a classic side scroller that everyone loved to play back in the day. My mom's favorite game on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was also an Activision game, which was called River Raid. Uh, but like the article said right before the video game crash, there was just a whole host of horrible games that came out for the 2600, and I had a lot of them. Um, <laughs> a lot of them were, were just really awful games. Uh, but um, there was just 
tons and tons of games for this system, and it's a very collectible system right now. Probably the best way nowadays to play uh, Atari 2600 or video computer system games is actually to get the Atari 7800. Uh, the 7800 was fully compatible, uh, backwards compatible with the 2600. So all the uh, 2600 games worked on the 7800. The only games that didn't work on the 2600 was games developed for the 7800. And I had both those systems over time. Uh, but why do I say that the 7800 is one of the best ways to play the game? Well, you can actually make a modification to the Atari 7800 to allow you to hook the system up to a composite video uh, in, which is a little easier to come by on modern TVs. Uh, I don't know if there's an actual conversion that lets you hook it up to a um, HDMI port, uh, but... Um, the composite is going to be a much better way to connect it to your, your TV, considering a lot of TVs nowadays they don't even have uh, uh, the inputs that you might need to uh, to uh, put uh, the Atari on the system on the this the uh, TV. Uh, back in the day, it just used channel three in uh, an uh, RF adapter, and that was it. <laughs> and it wasn't the greatest, but it's what we had. So. More of the technology behind uh, that, the MOS chips, uh, the 6502 and the 6507 processors were uh, processors used in this system. Uh, they developed several chips, CTIA and a few others. And a lot of the uh, emphasis for the whole Atari line was started on, on this system. Uh, after that, you had the uh, Atari 400, which is the... Uh, First compu computer home system, then the Atari 800, then the 800 and 600 XL. I had the 800 XL, and that's when I first got a computer. And then uh, system after system over time. And uh, the last video game system that I remember from Atari was the Jaguar system, which was a 64-bit system in the 90s. Not very many people remember that system, but home video arcade systems the very first one was one of the greatest ones in my opinion and that's the atari video computer system so otherwise known as the atari 2600 so um just a little update on the uh, 80s arcade studio in grove city ohio uh, this week, they reported the windows are in. Uh, at least my my wife and Emma, my wife and son, they went down to the house and saw that they have the windows in. I'm betting here in the next week or so we will have a pre drywall conference, and then once drywall goes in, I expect it to the completion to be um, pretty quick, and we should be moving sometime. The, I'm believing by the end of May is when we're planning on moving, so uh, it's almost time to start packing up again. So. All right, so um, again, thanks for listening to the show. Um, I have a couple mentions before I wrap. First, if you want love 80, the 80s, you want to listen to Living in the 80s by my friend Rob Fott. He's uh, the excellent, excellent host of that show. And I love uh, listening to that show every week. And uh, it's not just video games, it's also all, all of the 80s video games, music, movies, everything. So listen to that show. Uh, he'd appreciate it. Thank you at Anchor for hosting this show. 
Um, and I also want to uh, point out a good friend of mine, well, new friend of mine, never met him in person yet, but um, I, I'm hoping to um, when we move to Grove City, Jason Peitzmeyer, otherwise known as Big J on Chewing the Fat. You want to listen to that show. Uh, they had a really good episode on Star Wars. So, All right, guys. I hope everyone has had a great week. Keep living in that shade and playing some 80s video games. And we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye.